Hello, this is Reverend Colette Duval-Pondella. Welcome to our Wolf Wisdom Podcast in Nature's Classroom on Nature's Path. Today I'm joined by our freedom. Freedom. <laughs> He's a powerful Alaskan timber wolf who is just amazing and gorgeous and loving and sweet and powerful and majestic. And he's here to help me talk about three magic words. My talk this morning is called Three Magic Words. And I chose freedom um, just because, can you guess what the three magic words are? I love you. I love you. Now, he, he usually stays up here with me and then looks at you, and then, but he's been greeting everybody all morning. He rolls over and lets you pet his belly. And this, this symbol of loving nature, this loving nature that's in him, you know, where he wants to be in the room right now, how he met the kids when they came in and he hasn't seen them or anybody new to the space. But um, I love you. It could heal the world's ails. Those three magic words. I love you. And um, what I want to talk about is not just, I love you. It's that it starts here. This is where the authenticity of those words start, is right inside your own heart. Within you. Within you, that love exists. Within you is the capacity to not just love out there, to get something back to validate who you are. It is who you are to give. And that's what these guys teach me, this wolf wisdom. They teach me this every single day. He is the embodiment of love, not the other way around. He doesn't come around and give you love so that he can get. That You saw how he's not interested in getting anything. <laughs> He's interesting in just being who he is and being able to express himself as freedom, as wolf. And that's what he does. That's what all of them do. And I talk about it every week. We have been domesticated where they have been socialized. We have been domesticated to think that we are less than and that we have to do in order to get and to receive. And it's the opposite You cannot share your gifts unless you know you are a gift. How are you going to do that? It's a simple question, and yet it's the hardest thing for humanity to do these days because, like I said, we have culturally been suppressed as who we are and what our gifts are and what we bring to the table. I think that's why we are attracted to wildlife. (laughs) I think it's why we love a bird that can just take off and be free. You can watch the wolves run and see this magnificence, you know? That's why, and you know, that we go to zoos so that we can see these magnificent creatures you can only see in pictures if you don't go to Africa, if you don't go to India, you don't go to South America. I mean, wildlife just is what it is. And we gravitate to them, and we want to be like them. We want to know more about them. We are attracted to the colors, the uniqueness. 
human beings try to dress differently <laughs> to try and get that attention that we want, you know, that we give to natural things in order to feel validated. And it's a shame. And it can end. It can end by those three magic words, I love you. And then spread that gift. Know what you're made of. Know that you are loved. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Barbara DeAngelis says, Love is a force more formidable than any other. It is invisible. It cannot be seen or measured, yet it is powerful enough to transform you in a moment and offer you more joy than any material possession could. All right. So with that, we'll sing our opening meditation song. It's called Hands of Grace by Jack Fowler. what I know. I know that there is a creative intelligence, whatever you want to call it. You can call it God. You can call it the great mystery like the Native Americans. There are many, many names for this intelligent force, this energy that we are made from. Not just us, but everything seen and unseen. Everything that's magnificent in the world. And we are one with that because we are made of it. We live amongst it. We flow with this energy. Some people call it love. And so if that's true, then we are made from this love. There's a universal truth to that. This universal love that made us uniquely perfect, mathematically correct as we are to come here to express ourselves as only we can do. Nobody else in all of time and space and energy from the past, present, or future can express this just as brilliantly as you can. And so I claim for you that you are here to live out this divine purpose, that you are here for a purpose, that you are here for a reason. There are no mistakes in nature. You are perfect, whole, and complete just the way you are. 
And this love that you are made of and made from is what you are. I feel like just letting you sit with that for a second and know that down to the marrow of your bones. This is life-saving stuff. And so I am so grateful for all this good that has come before me, that is here now and coming and into infinity for me and for you, that this universal truth is, is permeating in every aspect of life right now, despite appearances to the contrary. And so I say thank you. I say thank you, and I release these words knowing that they are true, that they are held in the hands of this grace, in this hands of love. And we can all say, and so it is. Aho, which is the native. Oh, you can say amen, namaste. I might be breathing a little heavy today, just so you know. Whatever this crud is going around, it is leaving my system as we speak. Susie Kasem says this, everybody has a little bit of the sun and moon in them. Everybody has a little bit of man, woman, and animal in them. Darks and lights in them. Everyone is a part of a connected cosmic system. Part of earth and sea and wind and fire with some salt and dust swimming in them. We have a universe within ourselves that mimics the universe outside. If you remember biology at all, you know what I mean? Just the circulatory system that runs through our veins, and that's just a little part of what we are and what's happening inside of us. These little atoms and cells and organs and everything working together. It's an amazing thing. Oscar Wilde says, keep love in your heart. A life without it is like a sunless garden when the flowers are dead. I mean, I think that's a perfect description of depression. Do you know what I mean? When you're depressed, it's hard to be grateful. When you're depressed, <laughs> Freedom is depressed. He doesn't want to do anything. It's okay. <laughs> Just let him be. He worked really hard these weeks. Yay. <laughs> Go with be with the people's big boy. Lao Tzu was the founder of the Tao which is a beautiful philosophy. Being deeply loved by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. Oh, isn't that true? If we didn't have each other on the level that we have each other, I mean, obviously nobody would be sitting here if we were so dysfunctional and so depressed and we had nobody in our lives, you know, nothing to share and no one to share it with then it would be really difficult to live in this world given the way we have these circumstances, you know? 
But what gives us strength and courage to continue is how much we love and how much we are loved. And so those three magic words make the world go round. Make sure life worth living. Gives you a reason to show up. Thomas Merton says, the biggest human temptation is to settle for too little. <sighs> now, some of us were raised to believe that's all you get, that that's all you deserve. And if you look at different places around the world, you know, that's what they tell you. There are places where you were born into your situation and that what means that that's karmically your root in life and that you're not supposed to have any more than that. But for those of us who grew up in a, a land that's supposedly free, <laughs> you know, and still we're told, I'm more important than you, you only get what I give. And if you've come from any kind of trauma or abuse or any situation where um, you were injured and then not taken care of and were, had, did not have the ability to heal, then sometimes you just settle for crumbs. I've talked about this before. I just felt like, you know, for a long time in my life, whatever little bit of love came my way, I would take it. Because that was better than nothing. And it really was never true that it was better than nothing. It's because I didn't have myself. I had not learned this trick where you go in within and you understand who you are. The reason I harp on it so much is because that's when I started to truly heal. After years of everything, after years of workshop, after years of therapy, even though I, I think therapy is very, very important. But without this ability to understand who you are, And understand the heart that is in you, sensitivity that is in you, the capacity to love and have compassion that is in you, is how you could get hurt in the first place. You know? It was the absence of love that broke your heart, but your heart is not gone. And what mends that heart is more and more and more love, not more and more and more punishment. You know, for not being good enough, for not measuring up, or not looking right, or not being successful enough. You know? If you're going to measure your worth by outside circumstances, then none of us will make it. <laughs> Think about that. Seriously, I mean, we have been taught to do it, but if you're going to measure your self-worth by what's happening out in the world, then we're all lost. Because then anybody who abandoned you, anybody who was mean to you, anybody who cut you off on the freeway, anybody, you know what I mean? <laughs> then it, it all is telling you who you are if you're allowing that. There's no way to get up from that. You can't get past that. We all won't make it. You know, our immune systems, they know this scientifically without love our immune systems break down. Without contact, our immune systems don't work. We get sick, we get diseases. It's no mistake that some people who have been together for 50 years and then they lose their partner, a month or two later, the other one is gone. You know? 
Unless you know who you are and know that you have a divine purpose, you need to go when you go. Do you understand? But sometimes that absence and that heartache breaks you down, literally breaks you down on the outside and the inside. It's very, very hard. They know for certain a baby that is not seen and looked at and interact and touched and held does not make it. I mean, just because we're infants anymore doesn't mean that we don't need that. Just because we're not infants. If they can't survive, how are you? Now, you might survive physically because you're older and you don't have, you know, you can actually walk and dress and feed yourself on your own. But if there's no life going on out of, outside of that, that would be really difficult. Shannon Adler says, conformity begins the moment you ignore how you feel for acceptance. How many people have acquiesced something that they really, really wanted in the moment because other people disagreed? Vehemently enough that you go, okay, fine, fine. Okay, okay. The reason I can do that so well is because I'm guilty and guilty and guilty. <laughs> you know? And each time you do it, what happens? What happens to your heart? What happens to the way you feel about yourself? What happens to your joy? What happens to the task? You know? There's no joy in being made to do something that doesn't feel right to you. There's the one thing to do the task at hand because that's what you're supposed to do. You gotta clean your bathrooms, you gotta wash your clothes. You, have to, you know, nobody likes to do those things, unless you do, but um, not me. Um, but something that does not feel right to you is a sense of, of self-betrayal. And when you betray yourself little bits at a time with, and then you accumulate that with all the little bits of betrayal that have happened to you along the way, those things start to accumulate. Stefan Labossary says, don't let the belief that nobody will love you keep you in a relationship where you aren't getting the love you need. We should know this by now. <laughs> we should know this by now. But I had a history and a pattern. I don't know if you know this. When you don't love yourself, you go from one person like that to the next person like that. And even though they look different, the MO is the same. You think that's love. Because that's how you identified it. And that's how you've identified it until it starts not to feel right to you. And then you go, no, 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 okay. You know, he's human, he's flawed, she's this, you know what I mean? And then you start to justify behavior and justify your reasoning. And then years later, all of a sudden you're going, I knew this from the beginning. How did I get here again? 
And how you got there, again, is because every single time you knew what was wrong and it felt wrong to you, you did not stand up for yourself, you did not take care of yourself, you did, did that self-betrayal because you thought that was love instead of this. And for those of us that have been raised not to trust this, do you know what I mean? Then you're definitely going to trust somebody else to give that to you. Alicia Harris says, the moment you feel like you have to prove your worth to someone it is the moment you absolutely and utterly walk away. It makes me think of a relationship. I did. I got it, and I had to walk away. It took me almost a year and a half to do it because I had already given up everything and moved over into this direction. And then when you get lost in there, it took me a year and a half to prepare to walk. That hurts a lot. But it was the only thing I could do because there was no place for me to go except to save the money, get the prepared, go get another job. Do you know what I mean? It took a long time to transfer from that mistake to get to where I needed to go. Now, the good news is, is every single time you do it, the further you get and closer you get to the self-love that you're supposed to have for yourself. And so instead of beating yourself up for one more time, I did it again to myself. What am I thinking? How am I, how can I be so stupid? Do you know what I mean? You go, I don't belong here. I'm leaving. And then you get prepared and you go and you prepare for it and you go and you do the right thing for yourself. And then you end up in this place and you go, look what I did. <laughs> Yay, me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good girl, Colette. Carla's just reminding me. Do you know the um, saying your name out loud? Like, uh, I did this mirror exercise um, in therapy, and it was really like the hardest thing I ever did. But my task was to stand in front of the mirror and look at myself and say, I love you. Ten times. I start the day like that. Whoa. Whoa. Now, what would have been even more powerful is, I love you, Colette. Because they have discovered that our favorite vibration on the planet is our own name. And so that every time you say your name, I'm not like, I guess it is like second person or whatever they call that, but you know, every time you say, I love you, Colette, you're in the place of your most harmonic self. It's a really beautiful thing if you think about it. You know? But this ten times in the mirror, I love you, I love you thing, wow. The shame is that it was the hardest exercise I have ever done in my whole life. And then I went through this really terrible time like five years later and I had to bring that exercise back into my life. Only this time I had this Plymouth Valari that I was driving and it needed about 15 minutes to warm up before it would move. 
And since I, I couldn't literally stand in front of a whole mirror and do it. I couldn't see my whole self and do it. It was impossible. The level of shame that was going on in my life towards myself. And so I'd sit in this Valari and I would warm it up and the whole thing, the whole car would vibrate. And I would look at my eyes just in the rear view mirror and do it. Because that's all I could take was just this much of myself. And I would weep for myself because it was so hard. And there's no excuse for that. There's no reason for that, for us to be so hard on ourselves on that level. When I say that prayer in the beginning, I mean it. You are perfect, whole, complete, mathematically correct, individual expressions of love, of God, of whatever you want to call it, of creation itself. There is nothing else that you can possibly be. And if you come up with an answer... Do you know what I mean? That as scientifically sound, that contradicts what I just said, then I'd love to hear it. But if you believe differently, it's because someone told you you were, and you believe that instead. And it is your duty to yourself, the right thing to do for yourself. The way that makes you feel better is to stand into your light and stand in that love and go, I am a loving, whole, incredible, beautiful purpose. And I am here to tell you that I'm here. <laughs> and I'm Colette. And I'm going to do something. And I'm going to do something right. Because that's what I'm supposed to do. Claim it. Arrive in it. Whether you settle for less than you want in a relationship or in any other area of your life, the knowledge that you have compromised your heart and the intuitive truth will consciously and unconsciously lead you to sabotage your own choices. Caroline Miss says it's better to want what you don't have than to have what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Decide this minute to never again beg anyone for love, respect, and attention that you should be showing yourself. And if you have any kind of history like I'm sharing about myself, then this is your task. Do you know what I mean? Just to love yourself. Build that relationship with yourself. Look at the mirror and say your name and go, you are the best thing that ever happened. Coco J. St. Ginger says this, never leave a true relationship for a few faults. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is correct in the end. Affection is always greater than perfection. I'm talking about you. The way we measure how we deserve, right, is what faults you have. We come to love not by finding a perfect person, but by learning to see an imperfect person perfectly. Love is there in our heart, a part of our heart, eventually grafting itself into each limb and cell of our bodies. Love changes our brain, the way we move and talk. 
Love lives in our spirit and graces us with the presence each day until death. This quote is from the notebook. The best love is the kind that awakens the soul, that makes us reach for more, that plants the fire in our hearts and brings peace to our minds. That's what I hope to give you forever. When I was teaching acting, there was a technique that I learned, um, very, very um, incredible uh, and it was an incredible technique because it was updated from a lot of the techniques throughout there today. And what was updated by it is that um, we, since neurological um, testing and a lot of neurological studies and a lot of imaging, we know that there are things like the left brain and the right brain and how they connect and work together. And what we have discovered is that when we are in a heightened emotional state, it's very, very difficult to speak words. That's because words don't come from the same part of the brain as your emotions. So the way you communicate through emotions is through usually three magic words. <laughs> and if you can keep repeating three magic words to yourself, no matter what's going on, they will start to trigger emotions. If you've ever wondered how actors do it, there's like little mantras. You know, that's why they work in spirituality, too, is that you do these mantras. So if I just stand in front of another actor and I start underneath my breath or whatever, I'm saying, I love you, 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 something starts to happen to your system. Something starts to fill your whole body with that emotion. The same emotions, and it triggers in you all of the times that you have felt the reason to say, I love you. And so the more you say it, the more you say it, the more it resonates. Open your heart. Open your heart. Open your heart. It takes about three times before you start to shift into something. So I've got a whole bunch of them here I'm gonna share with you. You're the best. You're the best. <laughs> you are the best. Something emotionally happens to you. And before I continue, I just want you to know the way the brain works is that um, when you are experiencing a left brain, right brain moment at the same time, which is what these words do, and they trigger that emotional state, not only are you reliving that um, experience, you are actually having an imaginary, you know, just because it might be imaginary, you are living that experience and it stays in your body. The brain doesn't know the difference between what I just said 10 times, I love you, and, the, and how it went down my spine and made my knees weak, right? It's a true expression of love that stays in my body. So when you're not feeling good as much as it hurts, that's why that exercise was so miraculous, is to say I love you 10 times, is there's no way that, that would not start resonating in my whole body and heal what's going on. 
We are one. We are one. Got your back. I've got your back. We are together. Go for it. <laughs> Go for it. There are tons of three magic words that can keep you up and strong and connected. Take a chance. I am sorry. I forgive you. Lean on me. Right is might. Do it anyway. I'm worth it. Never give up. Work it out. You are enough. Make it happen. Never too late. Believe in yourself. Trust your gut. Follow your bliss. Take a risk. Love beyond words. Outdream yourself. Always be blooming. Let it be. Let it go. Let's be friends. Make it happen. Please help me. You are everything. You're my hero. Stand by me. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. On the opposite end of that, do you know what I mean? <laughs> there's a lot of three-word statements that cover the other side. And whether we know it or not, those are a lot of the things that we say to ourselves instead of this. Do you know what I mean? I hate you. And that's all I'm going to do because I don't want you to go there. I don't want you to resonate with that. Do you know what I mean? Because those are the ones that can happen really fast. They trigger the same emotions. They trigger all the past hurts, all of it. You don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You want to go here. and start moving into your harmony, your harmony and your balance. Coco Ginger also says this, I say this to you now, I love you with no beginning, no end. I love you as you have become an ex extra necessity, like an organ in my body. I love you without fear, without expectation, wanting nothing in return, except that you allow me to keep you here in my heart. That I may always know your strength, your eyes, and your spirit that gave me freedom and let me fly. Henry David Thoreau says, there's no remedy for love but to love more. <laughs> we get this choice. You know, that's hard to hear sometimes that we really are now responsible once you've been introduced to a philosophy or if you've been introduced to a truth in a certain level or if you've been introduced to some universal resonance. You know what I mean? It's hard to go back. 
which then makes you responsible. And sometimes it's a pain in the butt, especially for those people that you do want revenge on <laughs> because they hurt you in a certain way. And yet they're, they're not hurt by it. You continue to be hurt again and again and again. And so to me, the only choice, and it's a lifelong lesson, is to let that one be. Acknowledge the hurt in you. Don't acknowledge them for hurting. Acknowledge the hurt in you and love on it. I say this all the time. You've got to deep, 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 deep down into this muddy murk and mire, the thing that makes you double over in pain and you have to pull it out and look at it as ugly as it is. And you have to look at it and go, I love you no matter what. And it's the only thing that's going to heal that is to love on it and love on it some more. So I chose a song today by the Judds to sing. And it's uh, <laughs> called Love Can Build a Bridge. <laughs> so, oh.
God, what a beautiful song and fun to sing. <sighs> Gaylord Nelson says, the ultimate test of man's conscience may be his willingness to sacrifice something today for future generations whose words of thanks will not be heard. I just want to remind you of something that um, I learned from the Native Americans, that every single thing that they touch, do, and say, every action, every cause, they believe has an effect seven generations from now. You know what a generation is, right? Can you imagine if we took such care of ourselves, of our children, of our worlds, of each other, of nature, 700 years from now. Do you know what I mean? The impact that we have on this moment is going to resonate all the way there. It's one of the most magnificent philosophies I have ever read that makes sense to me which is why there's a lot of Native American um, influence here. You know, the spiritual aspect of what I do today and how I land today, how I do the right thing today, could resonate seven generations from now. It gets passed on that far. It's like a universal way. And yet I believe it. That makes sense to me. When you know anything about physics and metaphysics and you know how powerful we really truly are and what we can accomplish. Now, I'm not to that mindset because I still live on this planet, do you know what I mean, with those limitations and go, no way. <laughs> you know? And yet, somewhere in my brain, I know that to be true. Not only are you perfect, whole, and complete, but you are powerful beyond measure. Les Miserables. Remember, as it was written, to love another person is to see the face of God. We're all made of the same stuff. And so the other three magic words that I want to end with is, is true. We are one. Namaste. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you like what you heard and you think it is a benefit to you and with others, please share this podcast with your friends and your family. Also like us on Facebook at Wolf Wisdom Gathering and Shadowland Foundation. Um, you can also check out our website at shadowlandfoundation.org and um, we appreciate any donation that you would like to share with us. They are all tax deductible. So please help us. That would be great. Have a blessed, blessed week. Mm -hmm.